Hey, damn guys! Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with Aubrey Loveless. And I'm Danielle. Hey, you hey. damn guys! What's up? This hey, is our... you guys! Yay! Hey, hey, damn guys! This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. Danielle's going to tell you uh, all about it. Do it. Do the thing. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pick a thing. We're gonna read it, and you're gonna read. It. We're gonna tell you what we're gonna read, and you read it too. And then we're going to talk about what we read, and you're going to listen to us talk about what we read, and then you're going to talk about what we talked about when we read the thing, and then we're going to talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing that we all read, and then that's friendship, and that's a book club. Back to you, John. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, let's get right to it on this episode. Let's go to our listener feedback. Listener feedback. Feedback. You read a story. We talk about it. You hate them guys us. And it's a book club. Get out, trade some floppy. On our last episode, you joked that someone needs to call in with a thing and send us an audio clip for oh, listener yeah. feedback. Sure. Oh, yeah. For the audio feedback. Did somebody do that? Yes. So, actually, in regards to okay. our discussion on the DC Universe, we heard from Matt Strackbine. Matt Strackbine. Book club member. Yes. The letter hack himself. The letter hack himself. Hey, you damn guys. I just wanted to send in a quick note. Well, maybe not such a quick note, but I just wanted to send a note in regards to the DC universe. Now, I just want to make a note at the beginning of this note (laughs) that this is about the comics, not the movies. I could give a damn about what goes on in the movie industry, especially regarding comic book adaptations. I've yet to be satisfied with any of the adaptations, whether I like the movie or not. Oh, uh-huh, wow. It doesn't do it for me, and, and so I don't care about that. This is just about the comic. Strong take. You know, I've spent the last few years collecting all of the single issues and or trades for each of the DC events and crisis events, including a good deal of spinoff arcs, uh, issues, miniseries, and whatnot. Wow. I'm currently trying to track down 1982's Crisis on uh, Earth Prime, but I have read Superman, Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow, both of which mark the end of what is known as the pre-crisis era. Okay. Otherwise, I have read everything considered to be post-crisis, which started with 1985's Crisis on Infinite Earths. That's a story arc that hit one giant reset button for the entire DC universe and has basically driven the entire universe in one way or another all the way up to present day's Dark Crisis event. Although, there are a whole other uh, group of, of uh, moments in the history starting in 2011 with post-Flashpoint, then post-Rebirth, then post-Dark Knight's Metal, uh, <laughs> and post-Dark Knight's Death Metal. which in their own ways each serve as a major reset. Uh, By the way, Dark Crisis, the current event, was renamed Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth after issue three as a surprise for readers. I knew that. That's pretty neat. If you're still following any of this at all, (laughs) I think I've got a pretty clear picture on what folks like my good friend and colleague, book club member Ross Radke, refers to as, quote-unquote, messy. (laughs) messy convoluted whichever term you choose would be one way to describe what's gone on at any given point in dc's post-publication history although that doesn't necessarily mean sloppy 
If someone were to randomly grab six consecutive issues of Batman, then skip a couple of months or a few months, then go back to that exact same Batman title, well, good luck. <laughs> you could feel lost or you could feel very lost. Mm. But here's the thing. With DC, there's no guarantee you won't be lost. There's no guarantee you can jump in at any time. That's not what's going on here. As far as I can tell, DC maintains three vibes of sorts with everything they put out. The last one being key to readers like myself who thoroughly enjoy this. One, anything can happen. Two, nothing may be as it seems. Uh, and three, it's fun as hell in the moment. And there there could be one overarching vibe of, of sorts that, that if it's happened before, it can happen again and nothing is ever undone. When it comes to the universes like Hellboy, continuity and canon rule above all else. And if Mike Minola puts out a new book, the very first thing I want to know is whether or not it's part of the Hellboy universe. It really, really matters if it is because of all the threads and connections that contribute to a single timeline, a single history. In DC, that stuff may or may not matter. And if it doesn't currently, it may later, only to find out that it never mattered at all, just to find out that, haha, it really did matter. But guess what? It won't most of the time until it does, and then you find out it didn't matter because that's not what was even going on. Okay. <laughs> In DC, they can suddenly reveal there have always been three versions of one character, so they can seemingly tidy up a timeline that will become irrelevant with a new crisis the very next month. The point is, every step along the way... Their structure, and they know what they're doing in terms of redoing and undoing. It's just whether it matters or not that could change. Now, that's obviously annoying as hell to anyone who craves continuity and canon, but that isn't a guarantee DC has offered with their books. It's just not. In fact, they lean into those three vibes I mentioned, and that's what it. That's what makes it so fun for me as a reader. You can come to the end of a Superman arc and realize the creators just folded the timeline back onto one thread from a crisis event from a decade earlier. That moment could reset things uh, for a major character, which may or may not suit readers, but it doesn't matter because it'll change again later. What's, what's funny to me is no matter what the readers feel, the characters are fully invested. So, okay, let's agree the post-crisis DC universe is up big old mess. Let's say it's the most convoluted thing of all time. No one knows this better than the characters in the books. Conversations happen between like Superman and Batman or whoever all the time about how heroes don't always stay dead or about which earth they're on currently or who specifically fucked up the timeline and how or when. It's truly wild, but that's coming from someone who's made a point of reading as much of it as I can get my hands on. In all likelihood, the DC editors got to a point in recent years where they tried to make sense of it all, somehow, and instead realized it was easier to lean into it. That's my theory, anyway. All I really know is it's fun as hell trying to follow along, as long as you don't care about canon, continuity, and you realize that some things matter when they matter, they don't the rest of the time until they tell you that they do, and that's just how it is. Lastly, to answer the question of why there are so many Batman books and if they're slapping Batman on the front of the book just for sales, yes, that's exactly what's going on. And it's for readers like me who want 100 Batman titles a month. Now look, to all the people out there complaining and saying that there should be fewer Batman titles, just keep it to yourself, okay? If you don't want to buy it, don't buy it. In the meantime, those books are for me. 
I'm putting my money down, so I hope they keep making them. That was a <laughs> that was very, incredible. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate you joining us for that. That was excellent. From that perspective, it's like, well, they're just interested in telling stories, and it doesn't really matter. Like, you don't have to try and piece it all together. You can just enjoy the story for what it is and move on. Which I like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. I like to do that. Yeah. It's like the Batman movies too. It's kind of like. Everyone's like, who's the best Batman? I feel like it doesn't matter. They're mm. all incredibly different movies. Right. So it's kind of yeah. like I can enjoy all of them in different ways for different reasons. And they're all part of Bat- Batman that I like. So like this, you know, the the most recent Batman movie has a lot about Batman that I like. And then, you know, the Nolan movies right. have a lot about Batman. It's just they're they're so different that I don't see the point in comparing them. I feel like that's kind of like where he's coming from with like, it's just interesting stories. It's just it's just our little guys getting into situations. Right. And we love yeah. that. We love our little guys getting into situations, don't we? You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. I can totally appreciate that. I think that's totally fine. I think it's like what he's saying is just enjoy this at face value. Just, you know, right. and if yeah. you don't, that's fine. But, you know, don't try to. If you don't, to, then yeah. don't buy it. Right. Which is fair. Yeah. That's fair. You know? Yeah. And I think that's, uh, I like that because that's kind of what we're doing with this. Oh yeah, thing that we're reading today. It's yeah. a it's a DC black label, so it's like an Elseworlds kind of a deal where it's just like this is just a story. It's a really good story with excellent yeah. art. It's really well told. Uh, that's it's an excellent script. It's excellent art. It's just real good. And it's like, do I give a fuck whether or not this is quote unquote canon or a part of a certain timeline? Sure. No, I do not. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely don't because it's an excellent story yeah. and I love reading it. So. Yeah, absolutely. I will participate on that level every time. I, I like that. I It was like having Matt here. It yeah. was like having him right here. It really it's like was. when someone just hands you a book and they go, read this. Yeah. You're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll read that. But I think like if you bring that perspective to what we were talking about in that episode was the movies. I thought it was interesting that Matt said that he he doesn't like any of the movies really. Or That never, is interesting. And I know. wonder what that is. I guess, I don't know if it's, I would love, I wish you were here. I wish we could talk about this with yeah. you. Like. Uh, right now live on the show because that's so interesting to me is it's just the way that you take in the media maybe yeah. it's just more yeah. enjoyable to take it in as a comic book yeah or is it that you just haven't yet seen a batman movie that hits that part of your brain right in that but i think also going along with that is like the books are all whatever, so the movies, like, why can't sure. they be all whatever? That's also how I feel. Yeah, and, like, for everybody, sure. but they get a lot of crap for that because it's not in continuity and where does this all land, but it's like, whatever. Well, I'm not, like, I'm not a huge fan of that Justice League movie, but I know a lot of people like it. Yeah. And I'm, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, no, I think what Matt said was great, and I, I mean, I do like to read, read uh, some of the DC stuff. I mean, I've read some of their big event stuff, like Crisis. Well, Crisis was little daunting to read uh but i read infinite crisis i read final crisis i read most of flashpoint you know so uh dc does have a lot of fun stuff and i really liked what they did when they started the new 52 like the new batman the batman run was really good with uh, scott snyder uh and greg capella and then um there were some other books too that i was reading that i thought was really good a lot of times like i don't know i just feel like continuity sometimes just kind of gets in the way of a good story sure. when, when you're talking about characters that have existed since the 30s sure. um, <laughs> no, that's, and that's a great point you i think really that's that. i think yeah. that's an excellent point i think at some point you have to focus on just telling good stories with this character and you get a team that's like um yeah hey i understand this character to be this and so i do see the side of that i, I know that like i i feel like i kind of in the past may have been like ah how am i supposed to keep all this tra-? well you're not supposed to 
I've come to a point where I realize, sure, like, no, yeah. it just really depends on, yeah. like, do you like this artist and writer team? Do you like what they're doing? If so, read it and enjoy it. And if not, move on. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, exactly. I kind of reached that point in my life where I think that that's probably the best way to go about it. And it's like, you sometimes you do have to just sort of jump in and take it for granted that, like, these characters that are joking back and forth about, like, haha, remember when you got abducted by aliens? You have to just be like, haha, I guess that's funny. A funny thing that happened now. Right. I know. But, like, yeah. that's why I don't always get the inside jokes, but I can sometimes surmise what they might be. Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. And then, like, you know, I mean, like, y'all remember, like, when I was, like, collecting Green Lantern and reading all that Green Lantern stuff? Oh, from, like, yeah. I remember that. From yeah. when uh, Rebirth started all yeah. the way up to. It was a um, lot all the way through blackest night and all that stuff that was a lot of fun great stuff and like some of it i was just like okay, you got really I mean, into that though oh yeah no i, I collected that shit for years yeah. got the green lantern tattoo you did um, <laughs> oh yeah uh, then after a while like i was just like okay i've, I've had enough of this and i just stopped <laughs> and just went yeah, that, that, that sounds bad but what i meant was just like you no know, i get i had it. my i had my fill and i was ready to read something else i get yeah. it i get it yeah yeah yeah, I get like that with titles too. Or I like the actually this artist Cliff Chang. He did a great run on Wonder Woman. That's uh, I remember that. That's really yeah, good. it's part. Of, I think it's part of the new Fifty Two stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. That stuff is really good. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. That that's was awesome. awesome. Yeah, he was saying. Yeah. Uh, he was Very saying that we should. Um, thoughts about that. He was like, after you listen to that, we should start like an online beef or something. And I'm like, but what are we going to fight we about? about? No. <laughs> what, are, what are we going to? After listening to it, I'm like, I don't really have any. I guess I maybe that he didn't like that. any of the movies. Matt, you should like this movie. I don't think. I don't think. Matt, you, you didn't like Suicide Squad? Yeah. Not Suicide Squad. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> the one with Jared Leto. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. God. You didn't like that one, Matt? Gosh. Mm. God. Campaign you, to make Matt okay, like okay. that movie. We're not campaigning. <laughs> I, 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 I think it's so interesting that not a single Batman movie, because they're they're all so different. Surely one of them you would you would like, no? Hmm. Why not? I wonder why. I know. I know Matt likes the it's the okay. new one, it's the okay Matt to... Reeves oh, really? one. Yeah, okay. I know. I know he's that a fan is an of it. Excellent. Yeah, movie. but I think it maybe just doesn't. It's it's not the comic. Sure. You know what I mean? It's right. not. Yeah. What would that even be if they made it exactly like the comic? I like, I don't know. You know what I mean? But it hasn't really happened. I, I just mean, I guess turn, that's like... I, I mean, just turn your brain off and watch the movie. You know, basically, <laughs> is what is what you no. have to do. I oh think. man. That was great. Thank you so much, yeah, Matt. Send a, people send in the little audio clips. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, do that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. We also heard from Christopher Egan. Christopher Egan. Book club member. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, regarding our uh, episode on Uncanny X-Men 201 that Aubrey did, that was a great episode. Christopher said, you guys had me cracking up, mocking the thought bubbles. <laughs> Any comic made before 1990 can be read in half the time. Just skip any and all thought bubbles as they just reiterate what you're looking at or give you the same info they gave you in the previous issue. I read the Bronze Age Swamp Thing omnibus in a couple hours by flying past the endless unnecessary non-dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. That's, that's very true. I, I think um, you said something similar, Aubrey, about the Claremont X-Men stuff. Like, yeah. you, Didn't you start from the beginning and read it? You're reading it all the way through again? Or, tell oh, yeah, me about no, that. Yeah. yeah, no, I am reading it all the way through. And I actually am not skipping the thought bubbles this time around. But there was like one time I read through the Dark Phoenix and I just skipped all the thought bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Because most of the time it's just like... 
blah blah blah. And it's like I know, I could see it on the page, yes. Scott. I saw that. That's what the art is for. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for the listener feedback. Now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. We are. And this week we're talking about Catwoman Lonely City. We sure are. Uh, today we're going to be reading book one, which was published on October 19th, 2021. I did want to talk about this. Uh, this is part of that DC black label. You kind of referenced this earlier, right? right? This is kind of like an Elseworlds thing, right, Aubrey? Yeah. Isn't it like um, they can just do whatever they want? I believe so. Like Black Label kind of took the place of Vertigo Comics. So okay, uh, to be fair, they not... always just do whatever they want, as right. we've heard. Yeah, but I mean, uh, <laughs> but I, like, didn't like the Three Jokers? Wasn't that like a like a Black Label? But it could be considered canon or not canon, depending on what writers want to pick up on it later. See, oh, that's you know? interesting now, because hang on, I always hmm. thought Black Label was called Black Label because they do a cuss, they do a big cuss in there. Oh, you can, you well, can and cursing. Well, the very first one was Batman Dan, where, they, dong, showed, where they showed Batman's donged. <laughs> you can um, see his wiener. So one thing I was going to comment on, and this is interesting given what you just said, Aubrey. I thought it was because it's rude. Because uh, I, I like the, the format. They're in these oversized, yeah, like magazine-sized books. But you know what, Aubrey? Yeah. Those, those three Jokers weren't like that. No. They were comic-sized, but they were thicker. I like the big ones. They were like, okay. the, they were like the old school prestige format. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying for sure that um, I know for a fact that Three Jokers was Black Label. I just right. think it was. Yeah. So um, is, it bl- is it Black Label because it's rude or is it Black Label because of a different reason? Because I... I think it's a little more violent than your normal comic. Okay. This is from Wikipedia. It says Black Label is an imprint of DC consisting of original miniseries and reprints of books previously published under other imprints. The imprint intends to present traditional DC Universe characters for a mature audience with standalone prestige format series. Um, With the discontinuation of DC's Vertigo imprint, Black Label took over and reprinted old titles. Ah, okay. Is that like a copyright thing, I guess, to to be able to make money off no when they i think that when they announced it they just want to kind of they wanted to streamline all of their imprints into one okay that makes sense yeah and three jokers was part of the black label series that seems that has to be like a money thing i don't know but they're but but they're nice books you know for the most part like no i like the big the bigness yeah if i see one on the shelf like i'll probably buy one like even like maybe just the first issue and Mm. check it out and then if i like it like um, I've read a couple of these. I, I I liked Batman Damned. Let's talk about the thing. I want to talk about it. Yes. So this is... Um, I'm just ri- excited. This is uh, this blew me away, actually, when I read this, because this is written, drawn, colored, and lettered by Cliff Chang. Yeah. What? Yeah, that's what amazing. What the fuck, dude? Well, you were like, um, why wow. is this taking so long to come out? Because the f- oh, yeah, issue no. one came out like a year ago almost. Well, that's the thing is that yeah. I did not. It's like one guy doing all of it. Going into yeah. this. Okay, here was the information that I had. You were like, oh, well, the three books are out, but the fourth one's not out yet. And I jokingly, oh, what's taking so long? <laughs> but then obviously when I start reading this, I realize, wow, one guy is doing yeah. literally all of the jobs. That is incredible. And I'm shocked that it's coming out this quickly. Right. So, excellent. So, we're looking at the cover. There were a couple different covers. I think we're looking at the traditional cover, or the cover A. Catwoman through time. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, I like Catwoman. how it's like Catwoman is it's jumping, or Selena yeah. is jumping, and then her shadow is, creates the silhouette, and then you get all the Catwoman costumes throughout the throughout her history. Yeah, that's Very really good. nice. Very good. Excellent composition here. We love it. 
Yeah, so yeah. we see the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. That one's definitely in there. We got the Jim yeah. Galland purple costume. You got the one that looks like uh, the one from the Batman 60s TV show. Right. You got like the uh, modern the, goggles one. Nice. The one from Batman Year One with the kind of gray with the black face and all that. And then um, this one in the bottom, I want to say that's from the animated series, from the second version of the animated oh, series. Yeah. Remember when they redid all the characters? Uh, yeah. 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 So. Okay. Very cool, yeah, um, yeah, and I like how the the silhouette is Catwoman. You know, Super it's Selena good. jumping, but the silhouette makes Catwoman. That's yeah, cool. so it's called Book One, and it says Dirty Old Town. Like it has like the chapter or whatever. Yeah, this, like kind of opening page. It's really nice. Super good. Right away, like this color hits you. I was you. just yeah. gonna say the same oh, thing. I was so about beautiful. to say those same words. I was about to say right away the colors. Yeah. And it really, like, makes me harken back to that Jim Belent, like, 80s mm. Catwoman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like the palette of the sky, even though she's not really wearing that costume. Um, so, yeah, this opening scene, this is a classic scene. It could be in any Catwoman comic. Two heavily armored guards are tracking Catwoman on a rooftop as she's running around. This is just, like, classic. I don't know. I just love Incredibly loved... classic. Well, you got two goons. I thought I saw something. Yeah. Should I call it in? Nah, not yet. Let's go look over there and like get our asses kicked. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's incredible. Yeah. I'm all in. I've I've bought into this. As soon as you handed this to me, I yeah. was like, oh, this is something. She we get some we get some thought bubbles. Don't right. We? We, get yeah, some, we get some narration. So this is like, yeah, her thought bubbles. Tenure shouldn't make a difference, but it does, she thinks. Have to trust the training, the muscle, memory, and well, thirty years of experience. So that kind of tells you, like, I guess she's, like, in her 40s, maybe? Or if you kind of, like, add all that up? Well, no, she says she's 55 later in the Oh, year. okay. There you go. But she's been doing it for 30 years, so I mean, she's been doing it since her 20s. Yeah. Right, right. I get really excited uh, about that because, um, when I mean, the first, the first thing that we get from her is, ah, 10 years shouldn't make a difference, but it does. That really puts you right into the story. It really puts you yeah. into where she's at. Yeah. And you kind of feel that a little bit. You're like, yeah, no, I, I get it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, uh, so like the, the way that these like I guess thought boxes are done, or it reminded me of the layout of Batman Year One because they have like Batman and Commissioner um, okay. Gordon. You know, or I guess he was just Captain Gordon. Well, he just fucking who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> James Gordon. You know, yeah, he. We you know. know, they they had their thoughts kind of out like that. They didn't actually have thought bubbles. They were more like description boxes like this, What's and they had that same kind of it's narration. That's it's same kind of handwritten yeah. uh, look. And the looks kind of like torn out, like like you could be reading somebody's journal. Exactly. Yeah, that is like a nice tribute to Batman Year One. Good catch there, Aubrey. Yeah, and and then the costume looks like the one she was wearing in Batman Year One as well. Yeah, it does look like that. It kind of also reminded me of the animated series costume. Uh, yes, from the 90s. definitely. As she's scurrying along the rooftop, she hits a little rock, and so they hear something, and then they fire on her. And the colors are just incredible here. As she dodges the bullets. And then we find out these guys are actually cops. Yeah, what are these bat cops? Yeah, we. I was trying the, to... The, the story opens real strong because it just throws you into a situation that you... But I feel like I both immediately understand everything I know I should understand. And the things I don't get yet, I feel, are the things that are drawing me into the mystery of the story. Right. It does not feel like, oh, God, I got to... Go back and slog through a really <laughs> fucking boring Wikipedia page and figure out what I missed or whatever. Like it doesn't feel like that. It feels like, look, if I get caught up, I'll get caught up. I don't feel like I'm missing anything important from the story, and I feel yeah. 
like Cliff Chang is doing an excellent job of keeping me engaged right from the get go. So I'm really excited to find out what these horrible fucking bat cops are. I'm like really excited to find out, Oh, where's Selena Kyle at? Like what's in like in her life. Do you know what I mean? Like what's going on with her? Like I'm immediately drawn into this. So. Yeah. But it did make me, it did make me think of Aubrey. You mentioned that Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo run of Batman Mm -hmm. in issue 41. And then for a couple issues after there was like this bat cop, there was this big bat robot. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was when Commissioner Gordon was Batman. Yes, exactly. So they later revealed that it was Commissioner Gordon inside the robot costume or whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, but it kind of made me think of that anyway. So the uh, the Bat cops are firing at Selina. She's thinking to herself that this is a lot harder than she remembers. And uh, this, is, this is pretty intense. We turn the page and then it cuts to three days ago. And Selina Kyle is getting out of prison. So she just got out of prison three days ago. She's already running across the rooftops. All right. Uh, so he's telling her to <laughs> sign here. Here are your your meds she steps outside and just this panel of her kind of like you can kind of feel her breathing in she closes her eyes yeah. the sun's on her face she sort of is just like taking a moment of like ah i'm out of prison as she's waiting for the bus we sort of get kind of an idea of what's uh what's going on with her with the news story yeah so i like yeah. this yeah um, this is this, this made me think of the dark knight returns yeah because they yeah. always cut to the news and stuff like that. And, uh, it's a good I, way to get you caught up. I, I, I like that. And so we cut to that motif a lot in this book, which I like. And I like that she's news, newsworthy, too. I love that. You I know what I mean? Like, yeah. It would be a story that she's getting out of prison. Like I like that that would be like a thing on TV or whatever. It's I like, the Catwoman's getting out of prison. <laughs> I can hear the news person's delivery. The early release of Selena Kyle, the criminal formerly known as Catwoman. You know, you can kind of, it's just like, I can't help yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like the, this is just so well written. And so Harvey Dent uh, is, here the is, <laughs> is the mayor. Yes. <laughs> he's seemingly reformed himself. Seemingly right? reformed. Okay. And so I was talking about, I've learned from my mistakes. I hope that Miss Kyle has too. Like, all right. All right. So she's on the bus and people are like, oh, looking at her like, oh, it's, it's her. Oh, it's no way. I love this page. Yeah. This page is so much color and so much emotion. Yeah. Um, one thing that I like about this book and I like the way that Cliff Chang is putting it together is we learn so much through the art and minimal dialogue. Yes. There, there isn't a lot of dialogue until there needs to be. But for the most yeah. part, we're just taking in these pages of color and all this stuff happening. We're seeing um, Harvey Dent's re-election campaign posters. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing like all the people looking at her and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. It's just it's communicating a lot with very little, which is amazing to Incredible. me. I love There's that. so much storytelling, so much storytelling yeah. through the, yeah, the body language of the people, the background, the color. And it's, uh, like you said, minimal dialogue. I really, this is just masterfully done. really is. Also, can I just take a moment to say, I love that Selena Kyle just looks like a normal human woman. Oh, there you go. She yeah. just looks like a person. Yeah. I think that's pretty great. <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that really struck me all throughout this entire read of just how she just looks like a person. She's beautiful, but she's just a normal, regular human person, and it's not, like, weird. Yeah. He doesn't make it yeah. weird. Like, at, sometimes when I'm reading a book, I'm like, this is a little bit, mm. She's thinking to herself, it feels good to be getting back to the city, even if it's like this. People are kind of whispering about her, like, ah, oh, she killed Batman, or whatever. Right. You know, that's and the, you're like, oh, Batman's rumor. dead? Okay. Yeah. And so that's the rumor uh, going around town. I also like how the city looks bright, and like um you never see that do not you? as not, not as dirty gotham is usually more portrayed in a dark well, it's usually grimy night. kind of like light, yeah. light you know 
and like you're saying, like everything has changed, and so you you know that something has happened where Gotham seems to be a cleaner, safer city. Right, right. Well, so then she goes to a part of town that seems to be cut off from the rest of it. It's emptier. There's not as many people. There's some some hobby horses uh, there that are blocking off the street. She says she she had no idea it was this bad from the news. The storm tore through the neighborhood. So right there you get two things like they're not really talking about what bad things are happening on the news. So they don't really talk about any of the poverty or any of the horrible things that were happened to the less fortunate in the city. And two, a big old storm went through the city. That's all you need to know. I don't need to read 30 back issues to know about the storm. A big storm hit the city and things are bad and no one's talking about it except the people that are trying to help, which is, I guess, few and far between. Just as she's thinking to herself that it's a ghost town, she hears, stop right there. She's trying to go through uh, some barriers. And she's like, what? I don't understand. I'm just going. And so you see like one panel of like a big scanny thing, like a Terminator. Right. Yeah, I was thinking Terminator. It looks just like that. And so a big bat cop comes up and he's like, what are you doing here? You can't be here. It's restricted. And she's like, I'm going home. I live over there. And he's then you see a panel of what looks like a dead or dying Batman. Right, yeah. That all messed one, up. Yeah. thing is like in there. Really? Yeah. Well, well that's what she sees, what she, yeah. thinks of when she sees this guy in the Batman yes, costume. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that is really well done. I like uh, the information we find out in the, uh, in the Terminator uh, vision. Oh yeah. Go panel. for it. Yeah. It's like, you know, we've got name, Kyle, Selena, sex, female, age 55, race, mixed, white, Hispanic, probable cause, 47 tips, <laughs> tap for priors. He's like, and then it says below level legal threshold firearm discharge, approve action, stop and question. You wow. know, so it's just like, That's it's like these cops have become more robotic, you know, because you can't see their face or anything like that. And so right. there's no emotion there. And they've gotten more militarized even more so, and it's kind of like feels like that's kind of like where the way your cops are going in real life these days, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, really terrible. Mm-hmm. They talk about one of the things it says is no G band data, right? So yeah. Every- so that's the next thing that we get into here because she's like, "Oh, I live over here," and he's like, "Bullshit! No one lives down here. Where's your G band ID?" And she's like, "I don't understand this." She's like, "I'm just going to get some stuff." He's like, "Okay, make it quick. You got to go get a G band. They're mandatory for all the citizens. You got to go." And he goes, "Welcome home, Catwoman." Yeah. And so you well, get a he's... very good idea of how things are going here. It's bad. It's no. Well, good. he says that he says they're they're going to be mandatory starting next year. Right. And so that also leads you to this whole kind of like another thing of control of the citizens, of yeah. control of population is these G bands, whatever they are. So she, she walks up to this uh, empty, rotting building that's like been completely ransacked, and she talks about how she bought this building with the first million that she stole from the Falcone family. Yeah, I, I looked for this because it seems so familiar. It seems like, oh, yeah, I remember that happening, but I couldn't find a reference to it. Well, Cliff Chang just drops this yeah, so casually that just we just like, understand. Yeah. Okay, she stole some money from the Falcone but family. But I want to say cool. that I want to say there was a comic where she bought an apartment complex. Or am I thinking of that Hawkeye run where he bought the <laughs> apartment or something like that? Right, Could Aubrey? be either one, to be honest. You know, um, I think they're telling us everything that we need to know right, here. Yeah, right? yeah. So that's really interesting yeah. how she's talking about, oh, um, I wasn't coming after anyone stiffing me on rent after the hurricane. So she's uh, she's trying to, she's like, I don't care. Right. You see her struggling a little bit going up the stairs. Had to have the penthouse. Oh, and yeah. She's kind of can't really, you know, get up Let there as easy breath. as she used to be able to get up there. So we see a little bit of catwomaning here. She's like, oh, she, she's thinking to herself, all my security measures are still in place. That's good. So she has to break into her own place, right? And so we see 
her doing her clever. Well, she can't remember the code. Well, she changed it the day of that she right. did the thing. Yeah. So. So anyway, we get. Uh, I we love get, that she yeah. has to break into her own. We get place. a little catwomaning. <laughs> that's cool. And she's uh, she's excited to be home because uh, she talks about. You think about how it'll be easy to give up simple luxuries like setting your own hours or eating whatever you want, choosing your clothes. All these little things you take for granted, they add up. And so she's going through her clothes. She's going through all the... So there's a lot of little details in here that I got to talk about. Let's do it. Okay. So um, this is so cool. I love this panel where she's she's got an amazing like walk-in closet room. Like it's like a yes. room that's a walk-in closet. Oh, it's bigger or than our bedroom. It's like two it's, of our bedrooms. I fucking love this. And she's got all her purses. Um, she's got passports and guns. She's got all her different boots for all her different costumes. Uh, but we get this one panel in the middle where she's digging through this drawer, and in the background we see all these Catwoman costumes. So and all these masks. The one on the left. So awesome. The one on the left looks like the one from year one. It also looks like the animated series. Yeah. Um, one from the 90s. Uh, the one in the middle is the 1969 Silver Age costume. Oh, um, the one on the right is the 1975 Bronze Age costume. Jeez. And then uh, next to that, there's a head. There's all these heads with different cows on them. And I was like, oh, my God, look at all these. <laughs> um, so there's a bunch of on there. I didn't look for all of them. They all look kind of similar. But um, some of them in there are the 1966 TV Batman cows, um, the 87 Post-Crisis, the 97 Animated Series, the early 2000s modern version. And I think that middle one is supposed to be the Batman Returns cow. Sure. Yeah. I like uh, the one with the goggles. Oh, yeah. This is one with the whiskers. Yeah, the whiskers yeah. one. That's the one from the 80s. Yeah, really cool. Cute. So I love that. I was like, oh, my God, I love <laughs> stuff like this. <laughs> Super good. And it's very fabulous. You've got a crystal chandelier. You've got all these. Like yes. you're talking about the very fancy I like how she has a, a chandelier in her closet. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. And I, I, I love that one of the first things she does is take a shower and drink some wine. Yes. That's what you would do after Absolutely getting out of jail. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what you would do is you would you would take a shower and drink some wine. I'm sure she's got a good wine collection down there. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So she hears, a, she hears a sound and she goes to investigate. It's a kitty cat. And she says, Monty, she's so happy to see Monty. You stayed after all these years. You're the only one. So sweet. Sweet little moment there yeah. with Monty. But it's also so lonely, right? Because yes. she would have all these cats, you know, with her. There's only one left. I looked for Monty. Yeah. I tried to see if there was a reference for Monty, but I couldn't find one. But Just I like this Just a lovely, sweet guy. moment there. Yeah, that's cute. Very sweet. Bittersweet. Right. So then uh, you see two days ago. So we're talking about three days ago. And this is two days ago. So this is her second day out. Uh, she's at a place called Captain Cold Brew. <laughs> and uh, so Captain Cold is a uh, oh, DC right. villain. Oh, Captain Cold. Who, he shoots a big yeah. cold ray. It's yeah. all, it's, he's a Flash villain, I think? Yes, yes, he is. Okay. And he's a Flash villain. He shoots a cold ray because, you know, cold. It's slow. F- Flash is fast. <laughs> That's why. He's pretty great. There's actually some great Captain Cold stuff. I know that sounds ridiculous. No, Captain Cold is pretty awesome. There is awesome. some cool stuff that uh, people have over the years have done a couple cool things with that guy. Yeah, I really liked uh, Captain Cold in the Flash TV series played by Wentworth Miller. Oh, I never he was saw that. so awesome. Okay, I never saw that. His first appearance is showcase number eight in June 1957. Oh, thank you for that. Some, some Captain Cold facts. Yeah, he's the leader of the Rogues, a loose criminal organization as well as the older brother of the Golden Glider. 
Yes, Flash mm-hmm. does have an impressive rogues gallery. She's in line here at this uh, cafe here. I guess it's supposed to be kind of like a uh, like a Starbucks right, or something. Right, right. She is at the front of the line, and she's saying, 20 bucks for a latte and a scone. And he's yeah. like, oh, well, the lingonberries are organic. <laughs> she's like, fine. And he, she tries to pay with cash, and he goes, cash? What are you, a criminal? And so there's this amazing panel yeah, of that. just her face. as she's The expression on her face is so perfect. And there's a guy reading the Gotham Post behind her with her face on it that she just got out of prison. From when she was on the bus. Yes. Someone took yeah. a picture of her Horrible. when she was riding the bus, and now it's on the cover so of the Gotham a, Post. It's a really cute panel. You really feel for her, but yeah. you also feel for the guy because she's making the same face. And I would just... not want someone looking at. Me. I would. I would not want Selena Kyle looking at me like that. I felt bad for everyone. No, definitely not. So he's he looks appropriately sorry for his comment. Sorry, G money only. Uh, maybe the bodega down the street. Right. So he's he's holding up his arm where it's got that G band. Yeah. And we see the little like G symbol. So your money's money on symbol. your your arm band. <laughs> the G money symbol. So that's that same thing that the bat cop was talking yes, about. Yes. Yeah. So your your it's like your ID and your bank account and everything. I guess it's like a phone, but on your wrist. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, so the next shot is her at the bodega down the street where she's uh, the guy says two fifty. Yeah. I guess for the coffee, right? So she hands him yeah. some cash, two fifty for the coffee. And uh, there's a little bodega cat here. Yeah. It's just a very charming I like how the door is propped yes. open by a cinder block. Much like, more inviting place, all the sweets nice. that you can get and it's yeah. just, it's it seems like more, you know, more our speed, right? More news clips here. Mayor Harvey Dent, he's uh, unveiling a rooftop memorial remembering the officers who died on Fool's Night. So that is a thing that happened. Right. We're okay, come so back now to we're that. learning more about that. Maybe that's what happened to Batman is what you think to yourself, probably because Cliff Chang is such an excellent storyteller. Harvey Dent is saying 10 years of peace and prosperity after we outlawed all masks. I don't think that's a coincidence. And he's like, and what about the Bat Cops? What about their methods? You mean our tactical officers? Batman gave his life for the safety and order that we now enjoy. So he's doing the thing that we're right. all like, oh, boo. And so she turns around and she spies some roses and she's like, okay, give me a dozen of these roses as well. Right. Right after he mentions Batman, she yeah. noted, she turns she around and she looks at the flowers. The yeah, so. Excellent. Excellent. I cannot stress this enough. This is amazing storytelling. They also mentioned privacy experts decrying the recently announced G-band requirement and all this stuff. So like, there's some pushback against the G-bands right. that we're seeing. So uh, she takes a cab over here, and she's uh, she gets out of the cab. She climbs up a tree. She's swinging around. She's jumping, but she's thinking to herself, "Oof, my knees." She notices that uh, there's right. too many cops at the main gate. She can't get in there, so right. she has to sneak in. But she's having a hard time jumping around. I like this one little detail where she's like eighty bucks. Like it's like from the previous right, scene. She was like right. twenty. But I like her being yeah. outraged. She's by, outraged like, all the by prices. how much everything costs. But it's like yeah. eighty bucks. Like I could see an Uber costing eighty bucks. Yeah. Like if you're going like during well, this prime is a, yeah. t- or whatever. This anyway. is a cab as well. Yeah. So she says, "Ah, uh, oh, my knees need to be more careful while this jumping around. It's not like the old days." Yeah. And she, we get this big sweeping. We know where she is now. Obviously, this is Wayne Manor, and yeah. Uh, Really impressive shot. Very Man, creepy and upsetting. Her climbing up that thing and doing the swing, right? Yeah. They got it so good. Yes. When she lands, like, you really feel that, where she's you like, do. oof, my knees. Yeah. Anyway. She's trying to outmaneuver these bat cops that are roaming around the grounds of Wayne Manor here that are, like, trying to keep people out, I guess. And she stops at Bruce's grave and places the roses there. And then she notices everybody else's graves. Right. So we've got Alfred, uh, Dick Grayson, 
Right. He's dead. Yeah. So she starts kind of uh, taking the roses out and placing some at each grave. So she's got some on each one, right? So you I have to assume that's like Martha and Thomas and everybody. Right, yeah. So yeah. it's just a big bunch of uh, Bat Family graves here that she's putting the roses on. And she hears, hey, Zaria's off limits, but she's gone before right, the Bat yeah. Cop can get her. And that's classic Selena. We love yeah, well, she put, I like how she puts like two roses on everybody except for Bruce's, and Bruce's gets four. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. So this is a very sweet, uh, somber. Yeah, that's heartbreaking though. It that is heartbreaking. Fucking Nightwing is dead too. Yes. It's like, oh, you're like, what the fuck happened? This well, exactly. Sucks. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Exactly. That. And then I also like that Dick Grayson is buried there too. Yeah. He's included as a Wayne or whatever. That got me. In that the got Wayne me. Lot. Yeah. That did. That I. I did. Uh, I kind of got a little bit choked up about that, but it's um. There's no dialogue. There's nothing. It's just yeah. it's all the visual storytelling. It's really beautiful. The colors, everything's really good. We cut to a helicopter, and it's uh, kind of coming around the Statue of Liberty, going towards kind of like an island city. She says to herself, this beats the bus, that's for sure. I would have taken the ferry, but he insisted on flying me in. Why spend money when you can light it on fire? And, of course, we see the serving person, and you got to know that she's about to go hang out with Penguin. And, of course, we see uh, Oswald Cobblepot. He goes, oh. welcome to Iceberg Island, be it ever so humble. There's no place <laughs> I, I, like, I like how the Statue of Liberty has Gotham written in the crown. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. That's a great detail. Yeah, and as she's flying over, you can actually see it. This little island or whatever, Iceberg Island. I like that kind of faraway yeah. shot. It's, it's, so it's cool. like a... Uh, it's like a uh, like a like an offshore offshore uh, drilling platform yes, right. yeah. turned into yeah. like an iceberg. Well, and as <laughs> wow. soon as you see penguin, you know why it's out there. So he's uh, he's looking good. He's looking good. He's emperor penguin. He's emperor penguin. That's it. And so uh, out of all of us, the penguin, sorry, emperor penguin, made out the best after the masks went away. Moving the casino out to Gotham Bay beyond the city's jurisdiction turned it into the Macau of the Eastern Seaboard. So we. We know why he's doing well. I can't help it. Whenever I am reading this to myself, all of Penguin's dialogue, I don't, I, I don't know why. I hear it in uh, Wayne Knight's voice. Okay. This this particular Penguin <laughs> okay. is he is he Penguin on the Harley Quinn show? No, he is. He's somebody. Oh, he though. is. Isn't he? He is. Oh, he's that's somebody. why. Well, <laughs> maybe that's why. Well, because the casting director had that excellent idea, and then I subconsciously stowed that away he no, would the be Harley a great Quinn penguin cartoon. though with what they can do with cgi and stuff like that he would be great he is great they could make he's him look a, like this he's an excellent voice actor he does a great but colin farrell's also amazing yeah well no and that's what i'm what that goes back to every movie is different and every movie is good for a different reason and so obviously colin farrell is excellent as penguin in that movie i love his performance but i think for this more of like a yeah animation style you know i uh wayne knight keep him on from the harley quinn cartoon very good job casting you guys oh it's good to be the penguin ladies and gentlemen we're killing it we put down the goon rebellion and they're thanking us for it we carved up the city and they're thanking us for it. <laughs> so he's like, this way, my dear. We can talk privately in my office. And so he's leading her to his office. They're clinking their champagne glasses together. And I like this part. He says, cheers, kitty girl. Oh, I've missed you. I was just thinking about that time with a giant typewriter. What fun. So, of course, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I had to look this up. So the giant typewriter is a stereotypical oversized prop used occasionally by supervillains as a method of ridiculous death trap. So there's actually a whole history of this, particularly members of Batman's rogues. The first appearance of the giant typewriter was Batman Volume 1, Issue 52 from 1949. And it's been used, but I couldn't find one 
where the penguin and Catwoman right, were there, I this but up it's too, like, and I've seen a lot. It's 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 like you said, it's heavily associated with Batman, and there's been a lot of appearances in various, you know, com- it's so goofy. But yeah, uh, it's great though. It's super good. Yeah, they sit down with their drinks, and he says, "Don't get me wrong, I'm happy now, but we had so much style back then. So what is it you need, sweetie?" So I think that's cute, like that they're referencing the kind of like goofy ass shit that they used to do. And she's just all business, though. She's not goofing around with him. My money. Where is it? Well, they took it all, didn't they? And he's just kind of like, oh, I'm sad that happened to you. Just frowning. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I'm sorry. Civil forfeiture. You know, I feel bad for you. I know stealing when I see it. She's just all, she's super I serious. I love that though. panel where she just, like, she just glares at him. him. Yeah. And he's like, what can I do? I have to do <laughs> I, at least I saved the building. So he's like, look, I, I saved so your building So he did for that. You. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And she's like, yeah, thanks for that. And he's like, oh, how can I fix this for you? I'll do anything. And she's like, well, how about a loan? And he's like, ah, no can do. Can't do that. She's like, well, why not? I've been gambling a long time, and loaning you money is not a good bet, basically. And so she's like, I just need enough to get back on my feet. Just a <laughs> yeah. job or two, and I'll be set. And he's just like, no. And I like that uh, she just says, why? It's not a question. And he's like, look, I know things. I know that your knees are bad. I know that you can't you can't do things like you used to be able to do. Your back is bad. You're not as fast. You're like, uh, you know, but I'll give you a job as a hostess. I'll give you a sexy suit you can yeah. wear. And she's just like, okay, I'm going to hit you in the face now. And um, <laughs> you can take the fairy back. Yeah. Because she he he flew her in on the helicopter. So now we cut yeah. to uh, just just a day. So this is we're going. We're moving up, right? This yeah. is a day ago now. She's on it now. This is what we know of Gotham City. It's underlit, right? It's uh, she's yeah, up on her yeah. rooftop. You've got those lights from down below. This is what we know. This is what we know and love. But even then, Aubrey, it's still some bright colors, even for nighttime, which I oh, appreciate. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. She's like, look, it's not about the money. I'm a thief. I can get it if I need it. This is about reputation. So she's taking some pain pills here. <laughs> and uh, she's jumping off rooftops and trying to land, do the superhero land. She can't do it, man. No tricks, no gadgets, in and out. Take what I need. When word gets out that I broke into Gotham Central, I'll be back on top. She's just in like a hoodie. Right, yeah. She's just going for yeah. it. But she's like, yes, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to prove myself once everyone knows that I did this. Yeah. yeah, she's having a hard time, though. It's not It's not what it used to be. Right. And so we get some more... Uh, updates here on what's going on with these cops so they're talking about how the batmobile is going to shut down pretty soon right so they have the batmobile and they're like and once that happens everything's going to be effed yeah and they're like what is that what does this mean so they're clearly using batmobile technology to do all of this the g bracelets the bat cops all of this is batman's technology that should never oh, have fallen wow. into their hands yeah. but it did and they're trying to figure out how they can keep it going Selena is trying to create a distraction for them so that they go check it out and uh, they're going to go investigate that. So, yeah, she throws a pen into the stairwell. I really like that. I like that pen, even like the color of the pen, that it's a red pen. Like it just, the the color palette on this. In the masks. Yeah, yeah. I just like the, God, the color choices are amazing on this book. I just love that open door. It's orange in there. Yeah, and then you see it falling down the thing. It's really cool. I like that. So it, it works. But then only momentarily because another guy was like, oh, wait, hang on just a second. That always back. happens uh, where he's like, oh, wait, I forgot something. And you're like, what's going to happen? And so she's doing the thing that she would normally do. This is this is her instinctual move is to go do the thing where you're spread eagle yeah. up on the 
the ceiling. It made me think of like Kill Bill. Don't we see like Uma Thurman do that in that movie? Oh, okay. Yeah, in one of the scenes or something. I'm sure that Daredevil has done this. <clears throat> yeah, so Batman yeah. definitely yeah. done it. Batman always does this, yeah. <laughs> so this is a thing that you do, right? You just spread your arms and legs and use it to hold yourself up on either wall and yeah. no problem, right? She cannot maintain this. This she is how a regular. This is how struggling. a real person would Absolutely. be. Like you would just be like, oh, that panel of her just straining. Never she can't. mind a fifty-something-year-old yeah. woman who has seen all kinds of like yeah. combat situations and her knees are worn down. I could not do this. <laughs> a somewhat healthy, you know, thirty-something person. I cannot do this. So anyway, but her face, just the toll that it's taking on her. She's grimacing. And so she's like, I did not think this through. My knees are giving out. I cannot do this. And she just barely makes it out the window. And the guy's like, hey, I think I heard something. She's like, I failed this, yeah. this mission. I can't She just do it. bailed in the middle of she it. She bailed. Yeah. 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 So we get this scene of Selena watching the news story. Harvey Dent's being interviewed. And so we learn a lot of things again. We learn that he found redemption on the deadliest night in Gotham. This is this fool's night that they keep talking about. Get some more information about fool's night. He had a viral heroic moment saving a child. So I and we kind of see that there's like stuff there's like burning going on in the background and he's saving this kid. They also talk about Batman. We learn that he sacrificed himself on Fool's Night and then willed his city his fortune. And but the whole interview is like really serving to help his reelection campaign. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. what it comes down to in the he, end. He built his whole image off of this viral video and he he's like, ah, now's my chance to yeah. yeah, I can get in here. And he's like, I keep the coin from when I was Two-Face as a reminder to Batman, you know, so to do all this or whatever. And so they talk about his opponent in the election. He's like, yeah, strong woman, isn't she? Can't imagine all she's been through, but she's not the only one with a disability. And he so touches. We know, yeah. we know that it's someone with a disability. We know we immediately with, it's Barbara Gordon. Yes. I mean, and, but he touches, yeah. dramatically, he touches, yeah, you know, the side yeah, of his face that really was Two-Face or whatever. Yeah. And Selena's watching all this on the news. So uh, she is now at a kind of rundown area of town here that says Gotham for all. It's got the rainbow flag yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, Gordon for mayor, right? right? So that immediately. This is the campaign what a headquarters, great transition. probably. Yeah. What a great transition. I mean, we already. So she goes in there. There's a kid there. And she's like, hey, you're up pretty late. My name is Selena. And he goes, I'm Wayne. And she just says, oh. Yeah. And so uh, she's like, I like your drawing. Oh, my God. Is that Ace? So that's Ace the Bat Hound that right, he's drawing. Right, that he's drawing. Justice League yeah. Pets. I love that show. Yeah, I like this a lot. Um, I think that's cute that there's a show about Justice League Pets in the comic. In the, yeah. But there is a DC League of Super Pets movie that came out. I think it came out this year. Really? I don't know what happened to it. It came out a couple of months ago oh, or at it? least a month or so uh, ago. I've been yeah. wanting to see it. Okay. It's directed by Jared Stern and he co-wrote the script with John Whittington and it has a, an amazing cast, right, Aubrey? Who's in there? Yeah, it's got uh, the uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is like uh, Crypto and Kevin Hart is Ace the Bat Hound. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe Keanu Reeves is doing the voice of Batman. Um, Amazing. Jamila Jamil is doing the voice of Wonder Woman. Uh, John Krasinski is Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that. But I, I like that uh, there's this There's a little like a cartoon with all the superpowers. I don't understand why you're not getting this. Yeah, well, there's a lot that you don't understand about us, you fool. Maybe if you paid attention to huh? Oh, I'm paying Help. attention. Help! 100% oh, attention. So thick and swole. His abs. Oh. She goes back and we see Babs. We got Barbara. And she also looks like a normal human woman. Right. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and she's in a wheelchair. Yeah. That, that, that is true. 
she still is in the right movie. because recently she's not in a wheelchair. Oh, is she again. not? Yeah, so they're Professor X in her up and down. Yeah, so now yeah. she's back in one again. I think just leave it alone, probably. <laughs> but anyway, so she's doing all this hard work late at night. She's really doing the burning that midnight oil. Yeah, you know, she's working hard. And Kellyman yeah. comes in and says, Hello, Barbara. And she just looks up and says, Oh, it's you. Yeah. Amazingly cold. I love that. I really, this is an incredible scene. So she just goes back over to her desk and starts typing. She's like totally ignoring her. Totally yeah. amazing. And so Selena's trying to break this awkward silence. Just saw Dent on TV. You know, give me the word. I'll take him out for you. And she's just like, same old Selena. Everything's game to you. Ten years in Blackgate was no game. I like that panel. So right. she's like, okay, down to business then. Ten years in Blackgate was no game. Let's not compare Scars. God. Ooh, this page. Shut Ooh. down. Oh, God. Barbara has the upper hand the whole time. She's not flinching. Yeah. And that is, that is some... Seriously good writing because anyone would be intimidated by Selena's little thing that she does. Right. Not Barbara. No. Well, she's like Batman. Yeah. She has a response for everything that she's going to say. You know what I mean? So I like that. Yeah. Because she's been through some bullshit and she doesn't, she's not phased by this anymore. Maybe at one point she would have been. Maybe when she was younger, but not now. I love this. She's like her dad in that way. She's very like, you know. Yeah. She's very... I just love this. After all this time, there's only one thing I ask myself, Barbara says. And so Selena starts off, oh, Barbara, there's nothing you could have done. But then she cuts her off. No, what none of us ever asked, was it worth it? She's got her head in her hands. We wasted so much time dressing up and fighting. But after he died, Bruce's money did more for the city than all those years of punching. More programs, more housing, more cops, more guns. Selena retorts. She's like, yeah, you're right, but it's, it's not perfect. But this is how you make a difference. Working with people, changing everyday lives, not running around on rooftops. I have responsibility now to make the world better. Dad would have wanted that. So Officer Jim Gordon is now, is now deceased right, as well. Right, yeah, we're learning dead. that too. So, um, or Officer yeah. Jim Gordon. I guess he was uh, Commissioner. Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, so Commissioner Gordon has passed away. She's like, look, you need to figure this out. You need to figure out what you really want before someone else gets hurt. I have fought really hard to build this new life. I'm not going to lose my family again because of you. I didn't kill them, Barbara. You didn't save them either, Catwoman. Yikes. Big yikes. Big yikes. So Selena's regretting that she even came, and she's like, look, okay, I shouldn't have come, but I need to know something. What is Orpheus? And that catches Barbara off guard. That catches Barbara off guard. Right. That she doesn't know how to respond to. So she's about to ask how she knows about that. When someone calls from the other room, hey, Barbara, she comes in. Oh, was there someone here? (laughs) <laughs> There's like a paper and fluttering by, through the air. Like she just jumped Barbara out. Barbara has her head in her hands and she's pulled a Batman yeah, on her. So like she's that. done the Batman Catwoman thing where she just has disappeared. And so this just a whole page of no dialogue of Catwoman walking through the city. It's incredible. Yeah, gosh. And it's totally silent. She's not thinking anything except was it worth it? Really excellent page. Um that's all there is I can really say about that. It's just so artfully done. It's beautiful. I like how the, she walks past a Starro pizza. Yeah. And the, the, the logo pizza. is like, yeah, you know, the Starro, obviously the, uh, the big starfish. That yeah. Justice I didn't League catch that, Aubrey. That's but it's great. like, um, it's, but it's like the logo for Sabaro. Right. Or yeah. The fuck pronounce it. Well, so now, cute. now that I think of that, it, it also says bronze taco and it has a picture yeah. of a tiger. What is that? Is that something? There's bronze tiger. That's everybody thought that oh, uh, okay. was going to be in the suicide squad. 
Yeah. Before he turned out to be blood bloodshot. Oh, I love oh, all okay. these little Bronze Easter taco. eggs. Yeah, good job there. Good job spotting that, Aubrey. I wouldn't have caught that Starro pizza. <laughs> you know how lights look when they're out of focus or in the background of something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's literal camera direction. Right, yeah. He's He's faking the way that it would look if it was filmed. Yeah, that's or awesome. Or an animation, even. It's just really so much thought has gone into this. Anyway, gorgeous. So we we are at a uh, place called the Stock Pot. People have been drinking here since the 1800s. Ma Hunkle used to keep the peace in this neighborhood. Even the mob knew not to mess with the Red Tornado. She's yeah. mellowed a bit since then. And we've got this yeah. this huge hulking, super strong woman lifting a grown man over her head. Catch you starting something. You buy around for everyone, or I throw you out my way. <laughs> so she's uh, she's trying to keep the peace in her bar. So, uh, apologize to Waylon, and she points to Killer Croc. We see him there, yeah. See Killer Croc's in here in his slides. <laughs> I like this version of him. He's got his Gotham Knights, you know, kind of uh, his jersey, jersey, and he's just yeah. got his sweatpants and his little cap on, and so it's just uh, he's got the, but he's got some little bubbles above his head that lets you know that he's he's having a hard time, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's 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 a little drunk. Yeah, the expression on Killer Croc's face, the way his body language, you immediately feel. I feel sorry for this guy. Yeah. I feel like I feel something for this guy. So Selena walks in and uh, immediately Ma Hunkle says, Selena, how you been? Let me get you something on the house. And so she sits down with Killer Croc and she says, oh, what was that all about? And he goes, ah, it's nothing. You know, these goons, they think they're tough guys because they used to work for Mr. Freeze or whatever. And so he's reminiscing about how he used to be, you know, important and he's not anymore and all this stuff. And so we kind of get an idea of where he is. They get to talking. It's so good to see you. It's so good to see you. And they're hanging out. They're catching up. So where are you working these days? He's bouncing at some clubs and stuff. But it's uh, it's bad for him to stand too long. His hips aren't good anymore. So he's got some injuries too. Or he's just kind of, they're worn down or whatever. And so you kind of. Yeah. He also talks about he has like concussions. Yeah. So like, like that, that has affected yeah. him too from being hit in the head so many times. Yeah. You know, these are things that would really happen. Exactly. Right. You think about like these supervillains, how many times have they been punched in the head by like, you know, all the different superheroes? And so. this is by Batman. A, yeah. yeah. But this is such a charming little scene with the two of them where they're like, yeah, you know, my hips aren't what they used to be. And it's like, I'm trying to make some cash bouncing at these clubs. And these, these are like big time supervillains. And now they're just trying to scrape by. And, it's cute that they care for each other and all this. I think it's really sweet. So uh, uh, Ma Hunkle's trying to defend him against all these people that are calling them losers. And they're like, shut up, you know, all this stuff. And so he's reminiscing, ah, we would be unstoppable. Catwoman and Killer Croc. We should team up and whatever. Everyone's like calling out. They're like, yeah. good, get you two killed too. Get or whatever. out of here, yeah. They're yeah. like, yeah, these losers deserve each other. Terrible. So you so know mean. what I mean? They're, they see them as like but washed they, up has-beens. Exactly. Yeah. But they care for one another. Which uh, I feel like that that makes me, you know, feel for them. And so I'm automatically on their side, right? On the bottom of this page, as they're drinking, she says, uh, the day I've had, I'm hanging it up for good, going straight. No more Catwoman. And then as soon yeah. as she says that, then Harvey Dent comes in. He's, he really talks down to her, right? Yeah. I can uh, see this as being like a uh, Juan Carlo Esposito type. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, like yeah. a very quiet, but gets his point across really threateningly anyway. Yeah. He's just oh, going straight, not off to a good start. Mr. First parole check-in. Uh, we could let it slide, though, for old time's sake. He's just really giving yeah, it to her, man. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I understand. Believe me. Change is hard. I know. But you have to want it. Don't think of it as retiring. 
He's got his whole super right, villain little yeah. monologue going. You know, what are your options, really? Running around like that at our age, it's embarrassing. I don't want that for you. And he's trying to uh, really, he's just sticking the knife in here. Right. And if, if we catch you fucking up, you're going to spend the rest of your life in prison. Old, unloved, washed up. Telling everyone how you used to be Catwoman. I feel like she kind of felt like this was coming. And uh, she takes a coin out of her pocket. And she says, okay, retire, go back to jail. I don't know, Harvey. You choose. She flips the coin at him and he catches it. And it is a rough moment where they have a little bit of a staring contest there. The panel layout is so amazing. So he, it is. he catches it. And then we only see the scarred part as he holds up the coin. You know, Cliff Chang like focuses on that. Um, and, yeah. he, and he shows both sides of it. I, that's such a creepy moment. And you're like, what's going to happen? Is this like something fucked up? There's a lot of tension there, but he just slams it down on the counter and says that the next round is on him. And he holds up a big wad of cash and everyone's like, ah, yeah, we love it. Because you got my vote. We're bootlickers. <laughs> and uh, he's on his way out. Ma's not happy about this. She's frowning. He's on his way out. And she's like, you're letting all the air out. Get out of here. His goons are holding the door yeah. open. So I like Killer Croc's response to this. He's like, that fucking guy. You okay, Selena? Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's, what else do you say about that? That fucking guy. You know, but he's worried about his friend, Selena. And she's like, you know what? Maybe we should team yeah. up. So there she, that that pissed her off so bad. She was just talking about no more Catwoman. Yeah. And then as after this happened, she's like, fuck it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no shit. Really? He's super excited about it. Keep it about down. It. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, look, I'm going to be the boss. And he's like, yeah, you got it. Whatever you say. He's on board. And uh, he's, he's super cute. I just really feel for this right, guy. Yeah. I really do feel for this guy. Anyway, she's like, we're going to break into the Batcave on election day. And he just starts laughing. Yeah. And he's really excited. He's like, God damn, I'll drink to that. You know, he's all in. And he's, it's just a cute moment between the two of them. And they, she says, to the future, Slancha. And he, they drink to the future. And uh, I imagine is that because Ma Hunkle is Irish, probably. Right, right. Slancha. Uh, one thing about that is you can say Slancha, or you can, uh, if you're feeling up to it, if you're feeling brave, you can say uh, Slancha is uh, Toinche. Because Slancha is like, you know, drinking to your health or yes. whatever. And you can say uh, health and wealth, I think it is. Oh, okay. It's mostly used in Ireland and Scotland. Uh, however, it's increasingly used within the whiskey community. So it's very common to say when you're drinking oh, whiskey. Okay. I did not know that. Apparently, according to Wikipedia. Didn't we have an episode one day where we went through all the a bunch of cheers in different languages? Yeah, we did do that. Yeah, You could say Slancha. We did do that, say, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of, well, reference that. Go back to that and listen to that because we already did this. All right. I, I was, cause I was about to do it. Yeah, the Hellboy Book Club, right. <laughs> I was about to be like, oh, what other uh, ways do I know to say cheers? And I was like, wait, I think I've already done this. We already did this. They're drinking their beers, and he goes, uh, one thing, though. And you can say no, but... And she's like, yeah, what? And he goes, I need a place to stay. Jesus <laughs> Christ. so bad for that guy. <laughs> Poor thing. So anyway, uh, that brings us to when we opened up on this issue. Yeah. Amazing. Really good. And She's so, getting shot at. She's yeah. just ducking for cover. This is harder than she remembers. And so she says, this stuff is old. Hope it'll activate. And she grabs something off of her belt. I love belt. that. Like you get an old <laughs> gadget that, you know, you haven't seen in 10 years or whatever. Is this still going to work? That's so funny. It's really cute. So she throws a big green smoke bomb and they're just like, what's going on? She's doing some flips. They're trying to shoot at her. 
and she's running away. And God, this panel other, oh, is so this great. This one splash, splash page is incredible. Yeah, because it's great. Because yeah. she's doing it. She's doing it. For she's this so... moment, she's getting away from yes. them. They're not even looking at her. They're shooting in the opposite direction, and she's just like, ha, ha, ha. Like that smile and everything. Like she's yes. being Catwoman now, and yes. I just like, it's captured so well on this page. It the really color comes across. And everything. Her, it's really good. Her facial expression, like all this bullshit that she's put up with for this whole issue. And in this one moment, like you said, just in this one moment, she's Catwoman. She's free. She's loving it, man. Yeah. She's she's loving it. I love the way uh, Cliff Chang does the acrobatics. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, um, those are portrayed really well. It's just, God. Oh, yeah. After the splash page, we see her running and free. The next the next panel on the next page is like, you see her slipping. And she's like, old treads. Oh, right. Blame the costume. And then she almost falls off the building, but she catches like right at the last second. Right. right. So yeah, she really had dangerous. that moment where she's like, yes. And then it immediately something <laughs> happens. I think that that is so funny and like so realistic, too. It's really good. Um, yeah. Like that moment. So she's. She is able to make it in the window, but it's just barely. Just barely, yeah. You know? It's it's not going that well. And <laughs> I do like the idea. Well, she's like, oh, yeah, I'll blame the cost. But no, I mean, yeah, super old boots right. are going to have a bad tread. Not great for running around rooftops and glass ceilings and things like this. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of scary. Maybe, maybe she needs a little bit of an upgrade. This is an old-ass costume. And she says, lucky. Don't deserve it because mm. it's like the you know the the nine lives or whatever cats are lucky all that yeah. kind of stuff yeah yeah she's thinking to herself that um whoever built the place cheaped out on the locks because she can get in there really easily I like the little scrit scrit yeah. sound effect that's good yeah so she's busting in here she's looking at these walls and walls of you know uh, big boxes full of evidence yeah. Gosh, the color and everything, all the little detail. I mean, look at these boxes. Like, I don't know. It just, I like this uh, quiet. Yeah. You, you really get the sense that she's like sneaking around in the dark. Absolutely. You know? And there's a box labeled roof. And she gets it with her whip. Adorable. Oh, that's cool. Yes. It says crack. Yeah. I just realized that. And she thinks to herself, there's no time to go through it here. She's just got to hope that it's in there. So she gets up to the rooftop and she's tossing. No, no, no. As she tosses out each item. And don't need that, not that. She's going through a bunch of stuff. There's some goggles in there, uh-huh. some cracked goggles. Yeah. Are those like mm-hmm. Robin or Nightwing or something? No, There's like a gun in there or something. It might even be her own. Uh, oh, right. I was thinking it was, I think it was hers. Yeah. Yeah, you're says, right. Uh, you're right. She says, okay, good, taking this. But where's, and then her eyes get real big as she sees one bag of evidence and it's a big old, it looks like a battering. Yeah, yeah, and we don't have to, they don't have to put, I found it. Yeah. Like, we just know, like, based on that. I love that. I love Her that reaction they, to it is. They let that tell us, yeah. you know, that that's, she found what she was looking for. And the reaction is not, yes, but it's no, like this yeah. real kind of like emotional, somber moment. Because she's been talking to herself this whole time. She's been thinking these things. And then all of a sudden it's just. That's a private moment yeah. for her, and we can kind of surmise what happened there. Nothing good. Well, we're gonna we're about to see. Yeah. So here we go. Ten years ago, Fool's Night, and this is what we've been kind of. Cliff Chang has been alluding to this throughout the entire issue, so he's been kind. I'm of... I'm glad they don't make us wait. Right. They give it to us yeah. in issue one. Yeah. So he's been alluding to this the whole time, and this is bad. This first couple of panels here is just this is fucking awful oh yeah this building is on fire they're on the roof of it and they are fucked up and batman is 
clearly dying. You could see it look, what looks like a body, probably Commissioner Gordon's, that was tied to the bat signal, laying yeah. on the ground, and the bat signal's upside down, so you know that that thing has been flipped backwards. Right. You know. Yeah. And you can sort of surmise what happened there, and it's just a horrible. We've just caught the tail end of just an awful, awful night for these people. Gordon, she's like, no. So he's no. asking if Gordon's still yeah, alive. Yeah, I will. I, I think that's interesting. That's one of the first thing that he asks. Like, is you know Gordon I mean? still alive? And clearly, she's you know. His she's reaction like, to that is so sad. The saddest Gosh. thing you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. He and, has utterly failed. And and Batman looks so fucked up. Like his whole front of his costume is missing, and you see his chest is all bloodied and looks burned. Really yeah, bad, yeah, really yeah. Bad. He was clearly in an explosion of some kind, or. Cliff Chang really trusts the reader with this. Yeah. And it, it really yeah. pays off in a big way. I feel like that really pays off. So, yeah, he's just so fucking sad. That is the saddest man you've ever seen. And he just says, Cave, bring me the the Orpheus. And she's about to ask him what Orpheus is. And he says, save the city. And he gives her this battering, supposedly this battering. It's shaped that's like the a one battering. Then, that's the yeah, thing that she thing was that she looking has. for in the evidence. Yeah, And then a yeah. big old helicopter... Salida Kyle, put your hands on your head. So they, they've caught up to them. And this, this this panel is like, God, the jig is up, you know? Well, this is why they think that she killed Batman. Yeah. That's why they, the media they, thinks this. Because they caught her in this her, moment yeah. where he's dying and she's traditionally a supervillain or whatever. And I don't know. I think that's interesting, too. Yeah. Like, when she heard people saying that, she didn't turn around and be like, that's not what fucking happened. Like, yeah. she's just like, well, this All is right. what people think. So yeah. whatever. So she's trying to save these officers from dying by telling them that the door is rigged she's right. like no stop there's rigged the door is gonna explode so there's the cops that are landing but yeah. then we also see there's some in the stairwell trying to break out into the roof that's been rigged or whatever so she's trying to get them to communicate to them not to bust through that door but they're not listening to her because they're like she's like it's gonna explode and they're like if you do not comply we'll shoot you you know, right? Stupid, dumb fucking yeah. typicals. <laughs> and so they bust through the door and they explode, and you know, it's just a horrible scene where she's trying to run towards the door and save them, but it doesn't right. make it, and it gets exploded, and she passes out, and it's just well, horrible. It looks like she's blown off the roof onto the one right next door. Yes. To it. Yeah. Yeah. Really. It's probably the only reason she survived. Again, like cats have nine lives. Yeah. Lucky thing or whatever. Yeah. So the last thing she thinks is she blacks out is the about the Orpheus. She's still holding the batarang too. Still holding it, so yeah. that means like they must have well they arrested her, they arrested right? Her. So yeah. she blacked out and they took the evidence yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and, and you can also see that her goggles are clearly cracked too. There it is. Oh, there it is. Yes. Good job, Aubrey. So the that... continuity, I love it. <laughs> and that brings us up to now. So they're all doing grassroots campaign for Barbara Gordon and she gets to her office. And she sees a Tiffany's box, by the way. Oh, is that what that is? That is unmistakably a Tiffany's box. Good job. Definitely. <laughs> I just wanted to go ahead and point that out. <laughs> uh, Selena. Selena says, thought you should have this S and leaves her number. And she opens it and just uh, puts her hand over her mouth and it's it's Gordon's pipe. Yeah. So. 
Wow. Yeah, very sweet. And and we know what that is too. Like they don't have to say. No, she doesn't have to oh say. Oh my god, yeah. my dad's, dad's pipe. pipe. Yeah, no, like we it's just, just her my dad's pipe. I haven't seen it since that night. <laughs> he used to always smoke it, and he would light it up, and he would be like puff, puff, puff. <laughs> we're we're having too many flashbacks of that. <laughs> the smell of it reminds me. The of him. Chris Claremont. Yeah. No, but so yeah. just her face, her expression when she sees it, and her body language, and she's holding it. We can surmise how she's feeling and it's just so beautifully done and so it cuts over to uh harvey dent and there's some guys in here and so it turns out that he it was his plan all along where he was like i'm gonna bait her into doing this and it's working you know she can't help it the, I, I guess these guys are kind of pissed off that she stole the evidence but he's like ah it's just stolen evidence whatever you know, it's more important that this is working. We're making her angry, and angry people make mistakes. Right. So it's part of his re-election campaign. He's going to catch Catwoman as part of like you yeah. know whatever. Because that's a big that'll be a that'll be a big deal for him. And he says we'll put her in handcuffs or a body bag. Yeah. She's looking out over the city with this batarang-shaped thing that Batman gave her. In her apartment, we also see Killer Croc is sleeping on the couch Aww, there. Yeah. So and we also, sweet. And we all- and we also see that uh, poster, the Cat Noir. Yeah. Um, that's a pretty uh, famous uh, poster. Yeah, it's a, like a French poster that you see yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's by Theophile Steinlein. I don't think he got kickbacks on all those college dorm posters no, or whatever. It's not. in like everyone's house. Um, it's a 1896 poster advertising a tour to other cities coming soon of Le Chat Noir, troupe of cabaret entertainers. Mm. So that's what that poster is. And it's pretty famous. You've seen it a million times. I oh, do think it's very sweet that Killer Croc is sleeping on a couch. Yeah. It's really sweet. Another thing that we noticed in Harvey Dent's office, it says Gotham Year 10 Phase 2. Mm. And so they have all their plans to build this like Gotham, Gotham Stadium. Stadium. Right? So that's one of their things uh, that you kind of get there. Oh, and that's the coin. Remember he said uh-huh, he keeps it on his desk? He's got it in a little case. It's in yeah. like a little bubble, glass bubble thing or whatever. That's pretty interesting. It's like a bell jar. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, so what do you guys think of Catwoman Lonely City Book 1? Man, I fucking love this book <laughs> so much. Great, this right? is so good. It's it, so good. It, it's one of the best comics, I think, that has come out yeah. in the last like year or whatever. Um, if you haven't picked up this book, I think you definitely need to. And we're going to be, I think we're going to be discussing the rest of this series oh, yeah. as we go along. Absolutely. So yeah. yes. I definitely um, think you should pick this up. And it's not even uh, completely finished yet. Mm. So it would be cool for us to like all experience the ending too together yeah, or whatever like yes, that so, oh yeah. that would be so much fun yeah that would yeah. be really cool so we, we can definitely come back and this is one guy i cannot believe this is one guy yeah i cannot believe yeah that. it's incredible i mean and there's like 52 pages too and so it's just like wow one guy incredible storytelling it's just gorgeous and it's just really a well-told story and it's every detail is so fantastic i love the characters it just feels so fleshed out and, yeah. and really this is incredible well, and just like, you know, Matt was talking about on that epic listener feedback clip that he sent in, they just incorporate whatever. Yeah. They're like, yeah, the, the movie costumes sure. are in it. Why oh, not? the animated series costumes, those are in it too. Sure. It doesn't matter. Those are all in yeah. it. And it's just like, whatever. It's cute. Um, that's really cool to just be able to pull like from whatever you want and then just ignore whatever you want. Hey, you know what, Matt? I think I'm getting on this whole train of just do For whatever sure. in totally. the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well I think ha- pick a thing and then stick with that. If yeah, you don't give yeah. a fuck, if you don't give a flying fuck, just go with that. And if you do, go with that. But I think it's like pick one, pick a lane. And DC has chosen chaos. 
<laughs> and we're okay with it. And it works in this God, it I does. mean, this book totally works and uh I definitely recommend that you pick this up. I can't wait to talk about it more. Excellent. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this. I, I think I'd heard about it before, but I kind of completely forgot about it until Danielle just suggested that we read it. Um, well, I suggested so, that we like, read it, but John's the one who put it in my hands. He was like, hey, read this. You're going to fucking love yeah. it. And he oh, yeah. knew straight away I was going to love this book, and he was right, man. But yeah, no, I mean, so this was something really fun and great to read. I mean, you know, and I always love reading a good Catwoman story, and I like all the little Easter eggs of the different costumes you see in the yeah. background. And I love the fact that they included, like, including the Batman Returns one. I mean, and it's just, it, it, it's drawn very well. It felt like a classic comic, but with a modern there you go. Yeah, that's maybe you know? that's what it is. Yeah, because he's he's definitely pulling he's definitely attributing like you said year 1 Dark Knight Returns. I think he's paying tribute to all these books like and I think that mm-hmm. we'll continue to see some more references to like other books and not necessarily that he's referencing them, but he's just like this is part of the Bat universe now. This is the way to tell Bat stories now is to have it's these really kind of not, motifs. Here's something that stands out to me is it's not clumsy in any way. It's never Yeah. You know what I mean? You're never like, all right. Yeah. You know, it's I, I, just it's very straightforward and very enjoyable and it's easy to just get into it and it's it's like you said, obviously the art and everything we've been talking about, but yeah, it's not there's no part of it that takes you out of it. I also like the fact that they uh they talk about like how their knees hurt and their back hurts yeah. and they have concussions and all this kind of shit. And like, you know, I'm not in my fifties yet almost, but my knees hurt sometimes, yeah. and so does my back. <laughs> Damn. You know, yeah. I'm not as young as I used to be, and so I kind of relate to that a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. No matter, like, how good of shape you've been in or how much you've done, like, you're still going to get old and your joints are going to wear and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, this is a story that's not so much about, like, what happens as much as it's about who is it happening to and how are they reacting to it and how do they interact with each other. It's really character-driven. It's How do you feel about Batman being dead for this? It's such an interesting tack to take because it has to happen at some point. He is a mortal human. And is it so too woke, yeah. though? Telling that what? Is it too woke, though? How, well, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, no, maybe I, should, white man. maybe I shouldn't <laughs> even say this, but like this is a book that like comic gators like, point out. Oh, where they go, oh, look really? at this book. It's just... Uh, it, oh, Catwoman is oh. the main thing now, and Batman. Oh yeah, dead. no, that's they too woke. Off. You can't have a woman and, being yeah. the being the the lead of a story. Anyway, I'm sorry not. to bring no, that up, can't. but I, like, it, but, I didn't but, know that. I would have been happier people, not knowing. But, that. but 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 some people were surprised that that was the thing in this book. Is like, what? oh, Batman's dead, and everyone thinks Catwoman killed him. Well, it's not like it's a again, I mean, like but, we were talking about. You yeah. can literally do fucking anything because you're just telling a story. I feel like more like Batman has just become a playground and you can be like okay i'll take some of this yeah, and some yeah, of that yeah. and i'll make a i'll make a batman rice dish and someone else is like well i'm making a batman dessert and someone else is like i'm making a, a batman vegetable you know well, casserole I'm, and i think that well, it's well i'm making a batman pickle yeah <laughs> sorry go pickle ahead. batman it's kind of uh, like a it's kind of like a you know you start with the basics and then you build it from there and i think this idea of Okay, what about a story where Batman's dead? How did that happen? And what happened to the people in that story? Right. That is an interesting idea. How would they react? You're putting your little guys into situations, and I love it. That's good. Yeah, and and it's and it's not just Batman dead, Nightwing's dead, Alfred's dead, Commissioner Gordon's dead. You know, it's like right. all and it's guys, like a horrible all men. Thing that happened. What happened? No, I'm just but 
But I was also thinking about God that forbid Batman, a woman do anything. That one Batman story we did a, uh, a couple months ago, where it was Batman and Catwoman as they got married and went through life and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just another story of a possible future for a character they're never going to get rid of. Yeah. So this is an interesting world. I want to see this world where Batman did die and he. Will fortune to the city. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and Catwoman has got, you know, she went to jail for, you know, wasn't really even her fault. And uh, now we get to see her reacting to the city and all this kind of stuff. And I find that very fascinating yeah. and interesting, you know? You're just I telling mean, stories. And the idea that you can just, you don't have to adhere to, like strictly to a certain timeline or we're exactly. doing this now. Everyone has to do this now. The fact that you can just kind of, or the idea that you can just take these. <clears throat> little dolls out of the Tupperware box and say, oh, what are the dolls going to get up to today? Yeah. What are the stories that they're going to tell today? Let's so put Catwoman and Killer Croc together and see what and happens. And see what happens. Yeah, yeah, you're putting your guys <laughs> well, in situations, and it's great. And I think that that's um, that leaves you open to, instead of saying, okay, what are we going to do? What's the big event? You get to have yeah. your, your authors and your artists work on stories that make you feel a thing instead yeah. like you feel something because you <laughs> you have yeah. this setting and it's so easy to just kind of you know uh, uh take things out and put things in and sort of see what happens there yeah. and uh yeah. your mind goes with it and i think that that's a good direction to take like mass trackman was saying like the dc is just like whatever it, it, ma it doesn't matter until it does well, if it matters to you, then it matters. And if it doesn't matter to you, then move on. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And I also, like, I mean, honestly, if, if by the end of the story, they're like, it turns out Batman was alive the whole time and he was, I hope that's not the case because then that cheapens it for me. I, really I don't like think it idea. would. I, I think it'd be fine. I, I, mean, I, re <laughs> I mean, I don't think it will either, but I just really like the. Um, no, I mean, I don't think it would cheapen it I like it the idea of me. a story where Batman is dead, you right. know? No, sure. And what, totally. And what would Gotham City do after? Because, I mean. They, everybody's going to find out he was Bruce Wayne and then, you know, yeah. it's going to be right. like, what's going to go on after that? And plus, it's not called Batman, Lonely City, uh, <laughs> starring Too Catwoman. Woke. It's called Catwoman. Too yeah. woke. It's a Catwoman comic. I mean, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. No, but I, I, I do agree with you that it's that it is interesting to start from there and then see what would happen in this. All this stuff is he's he's come up with such a rich story for the city of like well they made bat cops like yeah they would wouldn't yeah. they yeah. yeah well i like this idea they touch on it that we made more of a difference with his money than we did running uh -huh. around in costumes and that's what that's the main what that's one of the main this. criticisms yeah. of batman is like people are like this is so dumb if he was so rich and had all this money he should just donate to the city and it's like they touch on that in this yeah. book i'd love that too yeah. that they bring up this idea and then what I could think, go wrong with that you right know, and what? we have I think, to figure out why Sorry, go ahead. I think I even said something like that on our Batman episode. Sure. Oh, yeah, back, you did. You know? Probably did. I yeah. believe it. But then we're left with this question. We have to figure out why. Well, why would they continue on yeah. this? Why would she keep doing this then? And I think that is such an interesting aspect of the story as well. Yeah. Like, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it's like, well, then Barbara's like, well, I'm going to just run for mayor and do things like that yeah. and fuck all yeah. this shit. And so Selena's like now left with this idea of, why the fuck did I do that? Yeah. Was it worth it? Like, should I keep going? And that is where we start the story. Yeah, yeah. What a yeah. fucking amazing way to start a story. Very oh, cool. And yeah. I, I do not one, I do not believe for one second that Harvey is a good guy now. Oh, right. <laughs> He's got that underline. Yeah. It'll come I think, back. I think he, I think he, that viral, whatever thing that he, he saved that kid, he just like, hmm. And he just used that to 
fucking take oh, over the city. We might see something, or something like that. Yeah. 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 He definitely but anyway, wherever, whatever it is, I, I'm enjoying this. I can't wait to see where it goes. I, I really love this. I would read like a hundred issues of this. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> but the fact that it is a contained story, I think also uh, oh, yeah. is going to be in its favor because it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah. And yeah. that's something yeah. that I I always uh, like to see. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, great discussion. Great pick there with Catwoman Lonely yeah, City. Yeah, thank you all for that. reading this with me. This yes. And I can't wait to hear your reaction as well. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. Do it, Aubrey. All right, everybody. That was fun. I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. And I want you to send us a hey, you damn guys at bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook about section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gatahan for the listener theme. Thank oh, you, Paul. thank you. Thank you, John, for editing. Thank you, Danielle, for picking this wonderful story. I will. You can find the, pod- <laughs> <laughs> you can, uh, find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And when you're there, open it up and give us that five-star review. And if you're liking what you're hearing, also tell a friend. You know, uh, everybody uh, should join the book club. Yes. Everybody should want to be part of the book club. Do it. Next week, we're going to read Catwoman Lonely City Issue 2. Awesome. So, so keep those trades in, uh, well, I guess they're not in trade yet, but keep those digital or floppies out and join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. And I'm a tough guy because I used to work for Mr. Freeze or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Aubrey Loveless. I used to be the king of Gotham. King, king of, of beers. beers. Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> 